The following podcast contains spoilers for Suffragette. I have no bits for this one. You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. Hello, You Glenn. woman-loving son of a bitch, you. That kind of sounded like it was a bad thing, but it's accurate. But God damn, is it so positive. Although my, I, my, my mom's not a bitch, but... Well, that's true. That makes me more hostile than yeah. you at this but backfire. I, I, do, I do love women and their right to vote. Don't we all? And I wish that, you know, it wasn't a thing and it was just something that was guaranteed the whole time. But mm-hmm. should have been. You know what? You can't but change the past, unfortunately. Sad, 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 sad days. Sad days. So the how are you happy doing, days. my friend? I'm good. How are you? Oh, listen, it's just another day out here in the the quarantine arena. <laughs> quarantine arena of the mm-hmm. good old Corona light virus. It's yep. not light. It's not a light virus at all. It's very serious. Yeah. I have been reading a lot of shit from people who like went through it and have family members that are going through it. And it is, I mean, we all know we've been lied to about it since the get go, but I yeah. did not realize we'd been lied to that much about it. And yeah, apparently your blood just gets super thick and clots and yeah, you have to, Tom Hanks, how'd you do it, buddy? You get you gotta be put into a coma and shit. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Glenn, I don't care who I upset now. The coronavirus isn't good. It's not a good thing. Listen, I dude, I stand by you on that. It's in a hot fact, take. I'll I stand know. behind you just in case anybody takes jabs. That way, I'm at least protected in some sort of I, way. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, run me through your week. Have you watched any movies this uh, past week that are worth listen, mentioning? Listen, listen, we got we got some movies. I actually watched like two and a quarter um so the first one i watched was devil's advocate with keanu reeves and al pacino Charlize theron i feel like you had seen that one before had i had not seen that one before who was i talking to about it it's a good question i might have been listening to a podcast about it but Um, (laughs) which i actually kind of loved this movie not gonna lie to you i think it is over the top in a bad way but i also enjoy it i'm like not exactly a fan of uh Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron's like southern accents, but uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I got over it. Uh, the ending kind of like it, it went one way and then went another way, which I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, but as a movie as a whole, and Al Pacino as spoiler alert, the devil. Um, holy hell, he he was great in it. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was definitely a good a good role for him. It it, it is one of those movies that's just like a little cheesy mainly for the time frame it was made yeah um but it, it's still enjoyable I, I i can look past its flaws and yeah. just enjoy it for the uh super dramatic i don't want to say mess but like slight mess that it is mm-hmm. <laughs> well it's it's also one of those roles where it makes sense for al pacino to act like al pacino yeah hoo <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, the devil. You know? <laughs> but you don't know that until the end. Everywhere. <laughs> it's like that made sense. Like if he's manipulative. He's the devil. It's, it all makes sense. He's loud. Yeah. He's he's him. Yeah, uh, I, I like that movie a lot. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, ending was meh. But 
Moving on. Uh, the next one I watched was a movie I should have watched for some reason in my childhood, but never did. Um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was one of the movies that came out during the whole Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. And my God. Imagine making like an animated series for kids and just like just sweeping the rug from them and having like an actual really good story with good character development and See, stuff like that. Everyone thinks that like I don't like superhero I I don't dislike superheroes. They they think I dislike superheroes because I'm trying to go against the curve. Mm-hmm. I remember anytime, you know, Saturday morning cartoons when they were a thing. I was always disappointed when like a Spider-Man or a Batman cartoon was on because I I was more of a like Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, Mm -hmm. Ren and Stimpy, like all the the fucking weird ones. Yeah, Um, the ones that were definitely on drugs when they were made. Yeah, like I didn't dislike the superhero cartoons, but I was definitely, they weren't my go-tos, but I am surprised that you hadn't seen that until this week. I, I remember bits of it. I remember watching bits of it, but I don't remember the whole thing, like sitting down and watching it. Um, my God. That that animated series as a whole, like, yeah, it's it's meant for kids. It's a cartoon show, but, like, the character development in the show and in the movies, were it was just so strong and it is what, like, what made it so good, yeah. in my opinion. But that was a great movie. Uh, the last thing that I watched was a short film called, and I'm sorry if I pronounce it wrong, uh, Mahua, Mahua. Which is, yeah, which is a, a short film about two young women who are about to receive the greatest honor to be sacrificed by the gods when uh, it all kind of doesn't go according to plan. Huh. It was, it was a good little short. It was only like huh. five minutes. It could have used another at least five, I think. Huh. That huh. sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mike? What me? Did you see. Oh, me. You know. I don't really watch movies. So. No, no. Um, <laughs> In fact, we can end the podcast now. Yeah, <laughs> good night, everybody. everybody. <laughs> no, that makes it sound like I watched a lot of movies, which, I mean, for n- most people, this is probably a lot, but I watched five, including Suffragette. Yeah. Uh, the first one I watched was Suffragette. Then I watched uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams' new movie, Eurovision, uh, Eurovision Song Con- Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, Um which is about the Eurovision oh, Song I, Contest. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Honestly, like, it's not great, mm-hmm. but it's a lot better than it, it should be. Like, yeah, it, ha- it has heart. It has. It's actually pretty funny. Will Ferrell yells at Americans for being Americans, and it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, and uh, it's got it's got. I'm not a huge fan of pop songs, so like the majority of the songs I don't care for. Most people probably would love them because they are pop songs, but I, I'm not a huge fan. But there is a song that Rachel McAdams' character sings uh, at the end called Husavik, and it is a fantastic song. And when I thought she she did sing it, but it was also mixed with a like professional singer's vocals, so like yeah. it, it increased the quality. So she she still has a really good voice. They just also mixed it with a professional singer's voice to up the ante, so to speak. Um, and that song just blew me away. When I thought it was 100% Rachel McAdams, I was shook, as the children say these days. I <laughs> did not know what to do. But it, it's a great. <laughs> that song is great. But the movie is, is it's good. It's a fun movie. It's a little long, but, you know, if you got nothing else to do and nothing else to watch, mm-hmm. ch- check it out. You know, it's a fun movie. You're not going to yeah. hate it. You're you're not going to love it, but you're not going to hate it. Um, then I watched a Northern Ireland movie uh, 
which I specify because even though it is technically part of the UK, it's like it's it's they're more Irish than they are English, yeah. in my opinion. Their um, own entity. You know, from the from the 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 day that I spent in Northern Ireland, I'm kind of an expert on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhat <laughs> of a scientist myself. <laughs> but it's called a uh, bad day for the cut. Um, and it's kind of like a revenge thriller. This guy, his mom is murdered. And then the people he sees, he's like the one witness to it. And the people come back to try to murder him and things don't go well for them. Um, and then it, it continues from there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the movie was just okay until the ending. And then the ending made it re- like a really good. It's not a great movie, but it's like. I really enjoyed it with that ending. It was a fantastic ending. Yeah. And if you ever talk, if you ever watch it, Glenn, I want to talk to you about it because that ending. Oof. Okay. Oof. Well, maybe we'll talk yeah, about but it. That, that's on Netflix, I believe. Like 90% sure it's on Netflix. Uh, then I watched Akira Kurosawa's film Ikiru, uh, which means to live in Japanese. Um, and it's about this guy. Who, he's like a, a city hall employee that... He's a bureaucrat that never like really enjoyed his life, never really looked up from his paperwork. He gets stomach cancer and then just kind of tries to change his life in the last few months that he has to live. And it is a beautiful movie that I, I really enjoyed. It's, oh, well, I, if he made it, I would assume that it would be beautiful. Yeah, Akira Kurosawa is great. I, I've only seen three of his films at this point, Seven Samurai, Ikiru, and Ran, and I've loved every single one of them. Um so yeah, I'm gonna have to check out more Kira Kurosawa. And then the final thing I watched, not really a movie because it's a filming of a Broadway musical, but I watched Hamilton. Um, now see, this is funny because I was going to watch this, mm-hmm. um, not only because it was recommended to me on Saturday, but also because it was promoted the hell out of uh, on the platforms that it were it was on. Was oh, it yeah. Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. And they've been advertising it on Hulu as well because they got their little partnership. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I get the appeal. I, I completely understand why people love it. Uh, I have no problem with people loving it, but I'm not a huge fan of rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I'll listen to rap, but I'm not a huge fan of it, so it didn't blow me away like it would fans of rap. Um, however, Davi Diggs is in it, and... Well, that changes uh, the whole concept here, doesn't Davi it? Davi Diggs is, is fantastic in everything he does, and he was by far my favorite part. He played uh, Marquise Lafayette, who was mm. the um, French guy who kind of helped get France on our side and, and essentially help us win the American Revolution. Uh, and then uh, he also played Thomas Jefferson in the second act after Lafayette's character um, went away. He, he didn't die. He just went back to France. Yeah. Um, and he was he was by far the best part. I can't talk highly enough about Davi Diggs. If you haven't seen Blind so- uh, Blind Spotting, watch it and then listen to our episode on Blind Spotting. Yeah, it's so um, good. And our <laughs> podcast as well. Yeah, and our podcast as well. But yeah, uh, Hamilton. If you like that kind of thing, you're gonna love it. I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't blown away like everyone else. Yeah. Um, but it's it's worth the watch. I, I do recommend it. Sounds um, good. But that's all I watched this week. Um. You said you have some news to go over, don't you? Um, it's it's a small piece of news. It's small not anything news? crazy. Um, it actually is kind of a segue if I segued it correctly, which I did not. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is uh, Devil's Advocate is kind of a good companion piece for a certain movie. And I feel like that movie would be Constantine, also with Keanu Reeves. Ooh. 
Um, I mean, obviously, there's the heaven and hell aspect of it. Yeah. So, but uh, explain. And uh, so the news here is Constantine's live-action movie reportedly in works from J.J. Abrams. So hopefully, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but like hopefully there's a sequel to the 2005 Constantine with Keanu Reeves because I really want to see that sequel so bad because yeah. I love the, the first one so much. Constantine's one of those movies that I feel like doesn't get enough love. It does not. Because it, it is like, it has everything that like every other blockbuster has. But it's also unique. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's. I'm pretty sure it's based off of a graphic novel, right? Yeah. Um. So, but like, it's 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 great. It's 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 a standalone piece now. Obviously, it looks like we we might get a sequel. But uh, yeah, I feel like it doesn't get enough love, and I feel like more people should check it out. Yeah, and yeah. If J.J. Abrams is working on, I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I doubt he's going to direct it or anything. Maybe just produce it. But I mean, I'll take it. Listen, I just want that sequel as long as Keanu Reeves is the front man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that's all I got. That's all you got? Well, let's, that's, that's that small piece. Let's dive into the movie of the week, which is your film, Suffer. Well, you're not, not mm-hmm. your film. You picked the film. I picked the film, yes. It's called Suffragette. Women should not exercise judgment in political affairs. If we allow women to vote, it will mean the loss of social structure. Vote for women! <laughs> you work at the laundry? Part-time from when I was seven, full-time from when I was 12. We meet Mondays and Thursdays if you're interested. You're a suffragette, Mrs. Elliot. I consider myself more of a soldier. As Mrs. Panker says, it's deeds, not words, that will get us the vote. We've identified weaknesses in their ranks. We're hoping one of them will break. They're saying she's to speak. This is a deliberate escalation. This has to stop. Suffragette. In 1912 London, a young working mother and galvanized into radical... Fuck, damn it. I was so (laughs) close already. Uh, Galvanized into radical political activism supporting the right for women to vote and is willing to meet violence with violence to achieve this end. Directed by uh, Sarah Gavron... Uh, written by Avery Morgan, stars Carrie Mulligan, Annie, or I'm sorry, Anne, Marie Duff, Helena Bonham Carter, and even Marl Streep's in there for a little, little secondo. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, last week I was talking about how kind of badass all the women who took part in the suffragette movement were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned the one suffragette that was trampled by a horse. And wouldn't Lo it and be behold. my surprise that the climax of this film, while the film is not about her, mm-hmm. the climax of the film is about the event in which uh, suffragette, uh, what's her, uh, Emily Wilding, or Wilding Davison, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Emily Wilding Davison, uh, she, to kind of get the suffragette movement out there, stepped in front of the king's horse during a derby and was trampled. and um, To her death. To, to her death, yes. And I talked about that last week, not knowing at all that this would be about it, because I did not see anyone with the name. Yeah, it was, qu- it was quite a pr- surprise. Yeah. When when they talked about the derby, I was like, holy shit. Holy shit, they're going to do it. They're doing it at <laughs> um, this moment. And honestly, <clears throat> my one complaint about this movie, well, not one. I, I, have, I have a few. None of them are too big. Uh, this movie is pretty good overall. But I feel like it would have been 
more meaningful if they focused on Emily Davison's life instead mm-hmm. of um instead of Carrie Mulligan's Ma- character. Yeah, Maud Watts's life. I don't mm-hmm. even know if Maud Watts is a real person. Um I'm going to look it up now. It's actually a good question. Cuz her name was never in the book. She was passed down the book. And the book that I'm exclaiming right now is like a book that the suffragettes had passed down between each other in the movies, or I don't know if they did it in real life, but Maud never put her name into it that I'm aware of. Yeah. That whole time. Okay. So yeah, Maud Watts, um, or Joaquim or Joaquim, uh, was a real protest or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? shit uh no okay never mind uh those are two different people uh but i think mod watts is or mod watts which is carrie mulligan's character is based off a few suffragettes combined um but it from what i briefly looked i could be wrong from what i briefly looked at she's not a a real character and i feel like this would have carried more weight if it was you know surrounding uh emily davison and her life um yeah but you know, I didn't write it. Hey. So the person who wrote it obviously disagreed with me, uh, which is <laughs> fine. Um, but what what did you think overall of this movie? What were your thoughts watching it? Um, I'm not gonna lie. Most of it, I was kind of distracted with it. Yeah. Um, but that's my own fault, and I feel bad for it, considering this is the movie we're reviewing. Um, <laughs> and I'm a piece of garbage in my own right for that. Um, it's it's crazy the parallels between what happened like back then and what for most places is still going on the fight for women's right. Yeah. Um, and like, and comparing it today with today's like protests and everything, what's going on, just the fight to like have basic rights. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. And I think one of the best parts about this movie is that it showed at the end, like all the years, like uh, certain places got finally uh, women's rights to vote. I think that was a very powerful thing and how close, yeah. like even, even in the forties, you're like, wow, people, women still aren't voting. It's I think, insane. I think the most surprising one, cause it, uh, in the, before the end credits started, like you, like you were saying, they listed when, um, like the certain years that certain countries got the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand was incredibly fast. If I remember correctly, it yeah. was, it was, it was like, like one it, of the first ones. Yeah, it was like in the 1800s. Um, but, uh, one of the more surprising mm-hmm. ones to me was Switzerland, which was in the seventies, yeah, like which you know, Switzerland seems like a relatively progressive. It's Switzerland. <laughs> it's Switzerland. Yeah, like they're they're neutral to everything. So yeah. why weren't they neutral to women's votes? Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you in the same boat. Where the first, I would say, two thirds of it were not boring but didn't keep my attention as much as i as i would have liked you could easily get distracted which is obviously what i did yeah Um, i i also got distracted a few times i tried like i even put my phone in like another room at some point mm -hmm. just just to try to focus on it but then like i found myself kind of daydreaming about future scripts of mine and yeah and it, it didn't hold my attention um but once it started picking up unfortunately at like the two thirds mark I started really enjoying it. Like, uh, pretty much, I think it was after she kind of gave up on K 
caring about being put in jail after her son was taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it started to pick up and yeah. it became more interesting. Once uh, once it got to the point where she basically had nothing to lose for this cause. Yeah. Um, that's it for sure. Definitely kicked into yeah. gear. And I, I kind of wish that that happened earlier, but I understand yeah. at the beginning of the movie, she wasn't even like a suffragette at all. She was, she was uh, just a woman passing her, by. Yeah. Her first experience to it was like delivering a package for her boss and suffragettes breaking windows of a shop she was walking by. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, you know, escalated from there. Yeah. Um, but you, you kind of nailed it when you said, like, the parallels to today with, like, police brutality mm-hmm. and and uh, the, the press trying to spin um, movements in a way that make them look like the villain when they're just asking for basic rights. Yeah. Uh, you know, in this case, it's the vote. Today, it's, you know, the right to not get your... Your, the shit kicked out of you by police mm-hmm. um and it's it's sad to me like another movie that kind of reminded uh, i felt this way was the grapes of wrath um which is a film that came out in the 50s 40s or 50s i believe um 1940s when grapes of wrath came out with henry oh, wow. fonda uh, i believe it's based off of like a 1920 or 1930 book and it, the whole thing is about how like business owners have this unwielding power over you, and you know, it kind of instilled in me that like nothing has changed. We have the illusion of things having changed, and yeah, yeah. We, we do have more rights and, and stuff than they did in, it's, in the thirties. But it's slowly progressing, but it's yeah, it's, it's not where it should be. It's not day. where it should be, and uh, it, it's. The, 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 this and that movie, uh, Suffragette Grapes of Wrath, were like the two movies where like it just kind of brought me down because yeah. <laughs> things really haven't changed, unfortunately. Um, and, and even then, with the Suffragette movement, uh, at least in America, I don't know how it is in England, uh, when women got the right to vote, it meant white women, yeah. not, not black women. Um they didn't. They didn't really clarify on that specifically. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if England was the same way. Yeah. Um, just because they have a, their population is smaller, and so I, it's not nearly as bad as it is here. But mm-hmm. they, they also have a pretty bad racism problem over there. Yeah. Um. It's it's just, it's sad. <laughs> it, it really is. Um. Yeah. Another another thing that I I did like about this movie was that Marl Streep did have like a small part in it like yeah. it was a huge role um for the suffragettes but uh but like a small role in the movie um that wasn't that distracting like uh, 100% she was, agree yeah which is normally if you're watching any movie she's going to be the main scene like yeah and and they made they a, make it a, a make sure you see it thing they yeah with her they made sure that she wasn't a distraction either mm-hmm. uh like emma emmeline pankhurst uh who is the her character name who was a real person um she was this big character but they didn't show her until the main characters saw her yeah and like they didn't show a newspaper with her in it they didn't they built this mystery around her even though you knew it was going to be Meryl Streep you still just you didn't know what she was going to look like and you're absolutely right anytime Meryl Streep's in a movie it can't be a distraction and they did a brilliant job of not making her a distraction in this easily this movie gets like two plus ups (laughs) I don't know what that even means but we're gonna (laughs) make it a term now two plus ups yeah considering that uh I love Meryl Streep I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to bash her but 
it's it's nice knowing that she's in a movie and won't take the spotlight from whatever's going on in around it. Yeah. Can we just talk about what a piece of shit uh, Maud's husband was, played by Ben Wishaw? For real. He was a, he was a, not okay. It'd be one thing if he was like. He was like a different kind of piece of shit because he wasn't really abusive. No, he wasn't physically abusive. He was definitely emotionally abusive, but he was a fucking coward and would not stand up for his wife at all. In the least, he worried 100%. more about his own image. And I, I usually love Ben Wishaw in movies, and I hated him in this, which is the purpose of his character. So he did a good job. That's not yeah. to say he didn't do a good job, but he, he. Uh, like he had he had the kid what for like three weeks and he was like I can't do this yeah and he's like I'm gonna put it up for adoption I'm gonna put him up for adoption on his I birthday I can't do this on my own on the kid's birthday I'm uh, gonna have him get adopted gonna twirl my mustache now yeah and it, it just I I I appreciate the fact that he wasn't physically abusive because that's the easy route yeah uh, and and it doesn't open up as much of a dialogue as it did with him being emotionally abusive. Not even like on purpose, just from him caring more about himself than he did about her. Yeah. Um. And and worrying more what people thought about him than her wants and and desires. But uh. Yeah, he was genuinely messed up. Cared more about what the uh, people, like the neighbors and everything, thought about his image of their relationship. So he mm-hmm. just tossed her out. He was like, I can't take care of this kid on my own, even though there's a woman here with me. And I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. But I, I really do think the biggest detriment to this movie is how slow moving it is in the beginning. Mm. Um, it's not bad. It's just... The sad part is that it's only like an hour and 40, 40 what, 46 minutes? Yeah, something um, like so that. So like it, it's not a long movie that just that first hour, first, I mean, oh, I won't give it that much, first 40 minutes maybe or more, kind of... It's like a, it's the slow burn into the into the goodness. Yeah, it's definitely a slow burn. Um, hey, but women are badass and blow up mailboxes and uh, cut telephone. Oh lines. yeah, so there listen, was times <laughs> where I was just like, hell yeah, hell yeah, go women. That's I hell was yeah, fucking, Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> yeah, you're about to die, but sure, try to go into that protest. And then they were like, uh, they were like, uh, what was it, hunger striking too? Which was, oh my god, women yeah. are badass, dude. They yeah. Just because I have been obsessed with Ireland in the past nine months, yeah, uh, it reminded me of the movie uh, Hunger, directed by Steve McQueen, um, of shame and Twelve Years a Slave fame, mm-hmm. um, which is about a uh, Irish uh, IRA soldier um, whose name, if I can find him, Bobby Sands. Uh, the whole hunger strike when they were in prison. Um, they're like hunger striking for basic rights, like where being, being able to wear their own clothes because they were political prisoners and not like criminals. Yeah. Um, and, and all that, it, it reminded me of that, especially the, uh, force feeding scene, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that, that, uh, not gonna lie. I squeamed at that. It's like yeah. a straw up the nose and shove some milk down it. I was like, yeah. honestly, t- take it back to the coronavirus. That's the main thing I worried about in a coronavirus is having yeah. to get a ventilator. I don't want things shoved down my throat. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, want to have to be put into a coma so things can be shoved down my throat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh god, oh, oh my nose. Oh uh, yeah, uh. I'm gonna go blow it now. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an okay movie, but 
I, I it could have been better in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I do wish that they focused more on the build up of Emily Davison her character because yeah, ex- i feel like that especially final scene... especially since that end scene uh strongly was so devoted to her i think yeah. it would have made more sense it was devoted to her and it was a really powerful scene like yeah you see her get trampled by the horse it's not just like they cut away like you mm-hmm. see her fly and yep. it, it, it really that and the jockey and the horse all go cr- <laughs> yeah and to bring up one of your quotes like we have been terrible to horses Hundred percent, hundred percent. Give horses the vote. Like they will kill us one day. <laughs> they need to vote. They do. They need to vote. But don't worry, they're horses and can't because they don't have the mental capacity. Besides, to do they so. just say nay to a vote anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think with that we should get into the judgment. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. So. For Suffragette, does it become a little shelf girl throwing rocks at a window and shattering it? Or are we going to make like a horse and say nay? <laughs> yes, I just took no, your joke. No, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm glad you did. So, now Glenn, they, this is your movie, so me. you, you got you to discuss. You got to yeah. make your, your call first. All right. So I think if it wasn't for the first half of the movie, I think this would be one of the most solid uh, like movies, especially historical ones out there. Yeah. Uh, about specifically women's rights, and like it definitely would get a yes from me if it wasn't the slow burn in the beginning, mm-hmm. or if it just uh, you know, you were like you've said multiple times, like we've said multiple times, if, if that one character was the main character instead, I think it would deserve a shelf boy. I mean, it, sh- it deserves it deserves a, a recognition for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it is close to being a great film. Um, it's definitely enjoyable. I do recommend it, especially for, uh, you know, just learning about the suffragette movement in England specifically. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's a great, uh, you know, uh, companion piece with like if you, you were learning about it in a history class. Uh, I think it would be a good companion piece to watch along with that, knowing that they some liberties are taken. But it it is good. Um, but it, it's just so close. Yeah, and, and just kind of doesn't make it. So I I will also say no to putting Suffragette on the shelf. So with that horse saying nay, let's move on. Shall let's we? move on. Suffragette does not make it onto the shelf. That brings us to our plugs for this week. Glenjamin Button, what is? Your plug. All right. So I was on the YouTube, as as all crazy people are like myself, uh, just scrolling through, and I found a video of a swordmaster rates 10 sword fights from movies and TV. How real is it? My goodness, this is terrible. There is so much bad in this. Hi there, my name's David Rowling of the London Longsword Academy. I'm a full-time swordsmanship instructor, and today I'm going to have a look at a load of clips about sword fighting and slag them off hideously. Uh, and that is on, on YouTube. Uh, Insider is the uh, is the channel it's on. It's about just this dude from, uh, from England who's sitting there. He's like, you know what? I do a lot of fencing and sword fighting. I think I'm going to look some of these famous scenes over and be like, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the most part, he he is really good. He's like as a theatrical like presence, 
it's a really good scene. But if you're coming from a like sword fighting standpoint, all of these are almost garbage. Yeah. He's like, they all look cool. But as far as they are, they're not technical. They're not good. Most of people wouldn't swing a sword this way <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, I, I hate it. They, they have a, a whole bunch of series like that where like dialect coaches go over accents, mm-hmm. lawyers go over court. Some of them take it way too seriously. Yeah, this and, this guy was like, yeah, for like he, he for some of them, he did take it seriously just because they were even like bad theatrical yeah. like, versions. He's like, but as a theatrical, I, it was good. It's good. Yeah. That's a terrible English accent. But so what's that called again? Uh, Swordmaster rates 10 sword fights for movies and TV. How Ooh. real is it? How real is it? Uh, so that is your plug. That's mm-hmm. on YouTube, correct? Yes, sir. My plug for this week is a uh, TV series that I uh, just now am learning that they're making a second season. Holy shit. Um, it is a really dumb sketch comedy show by Tim Robinson. It is uh, Tim Robinson used to be a cast member slash writer on Saturday Night Live and he took all of his rejected ideas and made a show out of it. And it's called I Think You Should Leave you with Tim Robinson. Unfair treatment by a business or a corporation. Has this ever happened to you? Sunday fun day with these pig dicks. Hope nobody gulps us. That's actually funny. John Mulaney does that with some of his shows too. Yeah, it, it is think. like it is like the dumbest comedy you will ever see, but it's so fucking funny. Yeah, like the, the very first sketch you'll see is he's uh, they're like at this cafe, they're having a job interview at a cafe for some reason. Who cares? That's not the point of the sketch. Yeah, they're and just sketches. He he goes to the door and tries to pull it open. But it's a push, mm-hmm. and the guy he was just interviewing with says, uh, "says Oh, I think you push it." He's like, "No, you, it goes both ways." I was here yesterday; it goes both ways, <laughs> and then he just forces the door very slowly to come inward, <laughs> <laughs> all while making eye contact with the other guy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's real dumb, but yeah, it's fun. But it's so a that sketch. Is, so it... that is, I think you should leave with Tim, uh, Tim Robinson on Netflix. Okay. Those are our two plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. And guess what, Glenn? Tell me, Mike. It is Netflix roulette time. Mm, Yes. So we got to roulette the Netflix. As just just so everyone remembers, it is a best of three. We're going to spin the wheel three times, get our picks, and then go from there. I got Uh, my, my Google ready. Your Google is ready. My, my Google is ready. And I am going to spin starting now. Bolt, the is Disney animated film. John Travolta? That is John Travolta and Miley Ray Cyrus. Interesting. I've got a story about or, this. I, I think can't it's just tell Miley Cyrus. It, but I got a story about this. <laughs> it's, it's just Miley Cyrus, by the way, not Miley Ray. Uh, Billy Razor. So that is Bolt uh, on Netflix. Uh, it is about the canine star of a fictional sci-fi action show that believes his powers are re- are real and embarks on a cross-country trek to save his co-star from a threat he believes is just as real. Hmm. It is directed by Byron Howard and Chris Williams. And, you know, we only have to talk about John Travolta and Miley Cyrus. Those are two people in it. There you go. That is movie number one. Movie number two. Uh, main, 
Main Hoon Na. Main Hoon Na. That is a Bollywood film. Yes, it is. Uh, it is the English title I'm is always I'm Always Here. here. Yeah. It is directed by uh, Farah Khan. It is starting Shah Rukh Khan, who I actually know the, his name because he's pretty popular uh, in India and it's pretty much on every Bollywood movie that ever came over here. So <laughs> Shah Rukh Khan, uh, Shushmita Sen, Sunil Shetty, and Zaid Khan. Uh, it is about an army major that goes undercover as a college student. Okay. His mission is both <laughs> professional and personal, to protect his, his general's daughter from a radical militant and to find his estranged half-brother. Uh, it's got pretty good ratings, so maybe. We'll find out. Uh, that is movie number two, I'm Always Here, also known as Main Hoon-na. Uh, spitting it again. Ooh, another Bollywood movie, I'm assuming. Bangra Pali. How I spelled that right is beyond me. Uh, this one is not eligible to be on the shelf because it came out yeah. this year. Uh, should I spin it again? or just... uh, You might as well spin it again. Okay, spin it again. It's, this one is not eligible. That is the only reason we're spinning again. Slam! Like actually slam? Slam. S-L-A-M. Oh. From 2000. No. the Yeah, the movie's called Slam. Uh, it does not even come up when you type slam in on Netflix, so that's a great sign. It's got a good rating, though. Did you find it? Uh, slam, 1998. This one claims it's from 2008. Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> reverse, no, reverse. Yeah, I'm opening up on Netflix right now. It's, I mean, it's about basketball still. but Yeah. Uh, well, this one says 2017, so I don't even think that this is the one... Other thing. Anyway, Slam from 2017. Okay, yeah, so on IMDb it says 2016, Netflix it says 2017. It is a, where's the country of origin? Country of origin, please. Italian! It's an Italian film. Uh, directed by Andrea Melioli. I butchered that. <laughs> Uh, written by Francesco Bruni, based on the book by Nick Hornby, starring, oh God, Ludovico Terrasigni, Barbara Ramella, Jasmine Trinka, and Luca Marinelli. And it is about teen father-to-be, teen father-to-be Sam imagines his future as a young parent and finds a surprising mentor while reading about his idol, pro skateboarder, Tony Hawk. That's something I wasn't expecting. Um, so that's um, that's number three. This is a this was a kind of a deep dive there. Yeah, <laughs> For a hot minute. Um, let's see. Oh God. Um, movies based on books, Italian movies, and it's a comedy. So while is it a romance? While I'm always here, sounds better. It's three hours long. Uh, Bolt we've both already seen But we could pick it Did I see Bolt? Oh I thought you said you did I've seen Bolt I've got a story about Bolt Okay Well I've seen it Um, That's an hour 36 We can skip that So I guess Slam is the Somehow the winner out of that (laughs) Is is it the winner though? That's the question It's either this or a three hour one The Mm. story's not that great So I'm not too worried about it And it's also not the one that we were promised By Netflix Roulette Huh. I don't know. I'm torn. What do you What do you think we should do? I really don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm leaning more slam, but 
to be honest, I don't want to watch a three hour movie. Yeah. All right, let's do Slam. Um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thrilled about it, but we'll see. Hey, it's so, an Italian movie. It's an Italian it movie. So we are going to uh, watch Slam. That is our assignment for next week. Never even heard of it, so I have no opinion. Netflix, you better sponsor us after this one. <laughs> Tony Hawk is mentioned. Yeah, you better sponsor us, Netflix. So that is our assignment for next there week. Slam know. on Netflix. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can follow our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com, on Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Uh, Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we talk about Tony Hawk with some Italian people, I guess. I want to know how many times Tony Hawk's even mentioned in it. It's probably only once. Tony Hawk, just release your games and then we'll yeah. watch this movie, okay? Yeah. Release the games. Damn. Release the Snyder uh, Tony Hawk cut. The Snyder Tony Hawk cut. Yep. People will love it.